And there's an awful lot of people who are in relationships, but when they look at them hard and fast, they're not deep enough in them that they want to get married and live with this person for life. And what you're doing is you are asking the person to enter into a business marriage. And in a marriage, there are several factors that come in. Number one in the customer's mind is the whole issue of dependency. You see, up to now, I can take you or leave you. But if I decide to go ahead, now I'm dependent on you to deliver. I'm dependent upon you to come through on your promises. I'm dependent upon you to take care of me. And quite honestly, I've been burned countless times by other customers or other suppliers. And I don't know if I feel secure depending on you in this relationship. Has anybody here ever bought something and turned out it was so hard to get it serviced or repaired you wish you never bought it at all? Every customer you talk to has had 100 experiences like that, and they don't want it to happen again. So therefore, you're, you are proposing a business marriage. In proposing a business marriage, your whole approach to the sale from the very beginning must be different than if you're just going to go in, make the sale, and leave. Number three is the customer wants a relationship first. Here's a question for you. Is your product or service available anywhere else? Can a person buy it from you, buy it from somewhere else, or not even buy it at all? Yes. Of course. So therefore, the product or service is not the issue. It is not as if you have an exclusive product or service like a remedy for an incurable illness that only you have that the person must have. What you have is a product that's available elsewhere at different prices, in different quantities and qualities, etc., etc., etc. So the customer now gives, has the product as a given. The product's a given. There it is. Now I have to decide whether it's you I want to get it from. And that is why from the very first contact and throughout the sales relationship, you must be alert to this dynamic. The customer wants a relationship first. We have what is called in selling and in personal relationships the law of indirect effort. Now the law of indirect effort says that you get almost everything in your relationships with others indirectly rather than directly. If you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. If you want to um, have people respect you, you have to respect them. If you want people to like you, you have to like them. If you want people to be impressed by you, you have to be impressed by them. The law of indirect effort. In selling, we say, here's you, and here's the sale. Now, and here's the relationship. I call this one bank in the corner pocket. If you aim directly at the sale, oblivious to the relationship, it's very unlikely the sale will take place unless the customer is desperate. However, if you focus on the relationship like one bank, the sale will usually take care of itself. Here's a great rule. If this customer likes you, the details will not get in the way of a sale. If the customer doesn't like you, the details will trip you up every step of the way. Liking is one of the most powerful of all influence triggers in selling. If the customer genuinely likes you, they tend to see your product or service as better than it is and more worth what you're charging than if they don't like you. If they don't like you, your product or service is much more questionable and appears to be overpriced. Liking distorts like a lens. It distorts the way we see the product, the service, and the salesperson. So you must focus on the relationship first. Remember we said rapport, problem, solution. You must establish rapport before you go to identifying the problem. You must build a bridge. Number four is because of product service complexity, the relationship is actually more important than the product or service. 
Because I don't know what is inside your box. In fact, your job and my job is the sale of promises. You are just like the old priests used to go through the streets of medieval Europe and they would sell indulgences. And indulgence was basically a ticket to go to heaven when you died. And the wealthy were forced to pay enormous money, amounts of money for indulgences. The poor were forced to pay whatever they could for indulgences. And priests basically ran their parishes by selling indulgences, tickets to heaven. That's what Mark made Martin Luther so mad. He said, this is dreadful. This is not in the Bible. This is not in Christianity and so on. And so he began the Reformation with his edicts on the church in, in Worms. The point is that you and I go out and we sell promises. And what we say is, you give me a check, which I can take down and cash.